0: We go. We're rocking. We're rolling. This is it. Episode five nineteen. I like that number. Yeah. No laugh track podcast. Justin Severson here with my uh, returning guest. It has been four years. We have not spoken um, from this stage since uh, there was this c- COVID pandemic. Since, that, since
1: the pandemic, yeah. I taped my special right before the pandemic. Yeah, that
0: here. is. Did I say that is the voice of Jeff Cesario? That is the face of Jeff Cesario. We're on YouTube. Oh, we go. Yeah, we're on YouTube right now. Well, we, uh, or when? when this gets posted, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hello, Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello,
1: YouTubers. <laughs> I have a YouTube channel now. I'm slowly trying to pad it out with clips. It's called uh, Jeff Cesario Comedy New and Used. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just posting, like, I got my old Tonight Shows up there. I got uh, some of them. I have some of my old clips from uh, when I worked on the Queen Latifah daytime show and I did, like, sketches and stuff. And. And then some stand-up sets. And, I don't know
0: um, if I've seen any of the sketch from Latifah stuff. Interesting. Oh, I did a
1: bunch of stupid stuff. Go to go to my YouTube channel. Go to Jeff Cesario YouTube, and you'll. Uh,
0: As I was briefly telling it. you before we started this, I found some stuff Folks, uh, about I'm gonna be you in the past this. that I. So. I love when you when I do a search online and things pop up, and I'm like, where did this come from? Oh man, I have some of this about what? you today. I don't. Ever, do you remember last time when you're here? We uh, I brought up that. I had found some clips of you on Evening at the Improv. Do you remember discussing this?
1: I do. And uh, I thought, oh, those will never see the light of day. And now um, they make a little money for me every month. You're kidding me. No, because they use them on uh, Sirius. uh, uh, Sirius XM, the comedy channels, and my album that I recorded here makes... 97 percent of the money but then i get a trickle because they play those clips somewhere on sirius every now and then
0: no kidding maybe the
1: improv is a channel or something i'm not sure yeah
0: Oh, i wonder how they set that up like here's a classic clip yeah i don't know and this pumpkin muffin is delicious yeah wow i did a lot of baking i hope you appreciate that
1: mm. warm fresh out of the oven here at the acme comedy company bakery
0: <laughs> truth be told uh jeff and i did a little excursion upstairs to get some coffee and uh, delicious. delicious pastry that is true uh the name of that album that you recorded last time you we were here what was i thinking yes available everywhere obviously yes was there ever a physical copy of that uh
1: i don't believe so i would have to check with 800 pound gorilla but i don't think so no you don't have them like your uh, god no outside. i'm not paddling them outside No peddling. Or anything like that no did you burn anything, West? you peddle? I, was, I, would, I would be not good at that. Not good at peddling uh, wares outside the uh, stand-up show. You just set them there and say, uh, leave, what, leave what you want. The whole personal interaction is hard. The rejection is impossible. You know, and, you know, what are you going to sell? you probably sell 10. I mean, you could do well. I'm not saying that. No. I'm just saying, so you sell 20, which would be impressive, I think. Uh, that means 200 people didn't buy one. And that's all I would <laughs> obsess on for, for days. <laughs> I could not. Why not? Wasn't I funny? And so I don't, I don't, I don't do it.
0: So how many people didn't buy them? Right. <laughs> exactly. Can you sum up your weekend? How many people didn't? <laughs> that's fantastic. An okay. Italian
1: eating. That's not... Um, I don't know if they've ever done a podcast about that.
0: <laughs> An Italian eating. A plate of meatballs, eh? Mm. When you were here in twenty I gotta point something out. When you were here in 2019 and we did the mm-hmm. podcast, we were uh it was right about this time of year, as a matter of fact. They almost end, to the day. The, almost to the day, the end of September, uh right around the uh baseball playoffs starting. And yes, and that year, the twins had just clinched the central division. They were about to play the Yankees, and you said, because I listened back to this, you said, I think they, they got a chance this year. And they did not. They were swept in three games. Yeah. And which the, they've been every,
1: apparently they haven't
0: won in 18 games. Is that it? 18, 18 game losing streak in the playoffs. Wow. 2004 is the last time they won a playoff game. That's a lot because um, they're usually like three game series. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, this isn't one and done. This is you're losing multiple times. That's like six <laughs> series they've lost. Yeah. Straight in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the Twins also, uh, I want to say that they made the playoffs again the next year, that weird COVID season mm-hmm. in 2020. Oh, no, maybe they did in 2020. Anyways, 2021 is what it was. They made the playoffs again. See the shirt I have right here, Jeff? Wow. It's just a generic. It just says playoff shirt. Wow. So I bought this a few years ago, 2021, end of the season. Twins make the playoffs. So I'm like, I'm going to get this cool, fun you know, playoff he, shirt. Yeah. By the time it was delivered, they, they were Eliminated. Out. Eliminated. Wow, boy! From- <laughs> well, even Amazon can't beat the Twins. <laughs> That's impressive. That's so, how quick they're out of the picture. Yeah, so I'm busting it out now, just to, in anticipation of next week's. Hopefully, well, maybe a win or two. Who are they playing? We don't know yet. Maybe Texas is it. We- possible? Okay.
1: We don't know yet. Oh, it would be. Is it a division winner or are you? No, we're
0: we're division winners. So it's one of the wild cards. It's like the worst wild card, I believe. Uh, The worst wild card and the worst division winner play each other. Is that? I think that sounds right. We'll go with it. Yeah. And then it's three home games. Oh, all three games will be here? Yeah, they've completely changed things. Yes, all three home games. So it's a huge advantage. Boy, if they don't win this year, really, they got to
1: move the franchise. And And it won't be against the Yankees. No, the Yankees absolutely imploded. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Which was kind of fun to see. I have no problem with it. Yeah, no, there's no problem there. But uh, yeah, the Yankees are just a, a mess. They're like they they they. I imagine their clubhouse to be uh, what the kitchen is on on the Bear. Just people arguing and just constant loud conversations and things breaking and clacking around and that's what that's what i imagine the yankee clubhouse was
0: like this year just people screaming at each other <laughs> I think, I think, constantly i think that's accurate have you seen uh we're going to get all the sports talk out of the way here since we already started here i want to uh miguel cabrera uh-huh. future all's uh, hall of famer right mm-hmm. and this is his uh farewell tour that he's doing yeah. right he's going to Every stadium that the Tigers have played in, the home team is like, uh, it's tradition. I don't know when this started, but when these guys do like their farewell tour, these home yeah. teams will give them a, you know, a, a present. Yeah, they gave, uh, the Dodgers gave Miguel Cabrera something. I can't remember what it was. I have it written down here. They gave him a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, nice. And then they gave, a, they gave him a check for his charity. Now, uh, the uh, wow. I got another good example. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they gave a $10,000 donation to his charity. And they gave him a uh, retirement vacation someplace for his family. Wow! Very cool stuff, right? I remember last
1: year, I think it was, we gave Puholtz, and I say we now because I'm a Dodger fan. My wife was a big Dodger fan. And I just went, all right. <laughs> so I started rooting for them. And we weren't, A, we weren't supposed to have much of a year this year, and we won the division again. And B, I think they could be sneaky, decent in the playoffs. Uh, all the, Their whole starting pitching rotation, with the exception of, of um, Kershaw, is gone. But they yep. have all these kids who are like, duh, playoffs, what does that mean? I think I'll just throw hard again. So I don't think they know quite what's happening, and I think that could work to their advantage. That's what I'm hoping. That's my theory. Yeah, they gave uh, Albert Pujols uh, golf clubs. Oh, like these beautiful sets of golf clubs.
0: Nice. Uh, the only thing that would make that weird is if he doesn't play golf, but I would assume he probably no he does. does. Uh, so, I, did you see what the Oakland Athletics gave Miguel Cabrera? Um, box seats at Oakland Alameda County <laughs> Stadium. That would have been an upgrade. Now, the Oakland A's, of course, known for being super cheap, mm-hmm. low payroll. They've lost over 100 games this year. Absolutely terrible. Uh, rumors that they might move the team to Las Vegas. I-, I think they're definitely moving. Probably. What did the Oakland A's give Miguel Cabrera? They, uh, uh, give me a hint. Uh, well, it's something he can't use Ooh, because wow. of his past. Oh, my God. I don't know. what. They gave him a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine? Yeah, and in 2010, he spent uh, three months in outpatient treatment for alcoholism. Wow. Um, So they gave him wine, hoping to get him off
1: the wagon, (laughs) figuring maybe they could trade for him. There had to
0: be an ulterior motive. They couldn't have just been that dumb to just give an alcoholic wine. Wow. And then someone uh, looked up how much the bottle of wine is. 90 bucks. Wow. Wow. Man, man, I don't think much of Miguel Cabrera in the East Bay. Terrible. Wow. Terrible. All right, this is going to this is going to uh, get us to sort of move away from sports, but not exactly because I want to know where's Chet Waterhouse these days. Well, funny you should ask, and and
1: perfectly, I'm finishing eating. After the
0: sports segment. You should always eat through a sports segment. That's my belief. I I always assume the news anchors are doing that. (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) That would spice up the sports. You know, if the cutaways were a guy, you know, eating an
0: egg muffin. You know, it's good. It's for for the review next segment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where's Chet? Chet went on
1: uh, uh, a break because... um, I wanted to shift my podcast to uh, to something else. So it's called The Writer's Room now. Yeah. And uh, I talk to writers and comedians about the writing process. And um, it's less um, work intensive for me uh, because I often know the people I'm talking to and I can do some prep and I can go a little more stream of consciousness with it. And I, do, I tape once every two weeks and split it into two shows yeah. uh, because my workload at home was uh, picking up because I do most of the stuff around the house, uh, the physical stuff. So I'm putting in some pretty long hours is what I'm saying, toting the mop and lifting the bale, and all that stuff. So I wanted something that was a little less labor intensive and I wanted something, but I wanted to keep it going because I haven't had the time yet to figure out how to monetize it. And I got to do that, you know, and that's just taking the time to hit social media, get the clips out there of my stand up, get the clips out there of the podcast itself. Yeah. And like, like take an hour a day and do marketing on social media of my product. And I just haven't had the time to do that yet. So once the dust settles in a couple of other areas, I'll do it. But in the meantime, Oh geez, I didn't even post the new one this week yet because I hit the road. But I'll save it for next week. It's the part two with the Mankowitz brothers, Josh and Ben Mankowitz. Josh is the correspondent on Dateline. Oh yeah, I listened. And Ben is the guy on on uh, TCM. He's the guy on TCM. Yeah. And uh, they're a blast. So, uh, part two is really funny. Look for it next Wednesday. It'll it'll I'll probably just keep it up. It posted, but I'll keep it up and promote it next week.
0: So I hopped around and listened to some maybe year old episodes. I listened to a few of the newer ones when it has, when you've, Obviously moved to the writer's room uh, topic, and on the drive over here, actually, I was listening to one from, uh, I don't know, but it was within the last year, it was with who I had on the podcast last week, Jackie Cation. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. Really fun listening to you two talk about uh, Wisconsin stuff back and forth, but I wanted to say that in that one, you were doing the, uh, which I don't know that you're still doing, and I love, is still doing the interview, but then still throwing a, this is brought to you by... And doing Boy, your I don't water- know
1: why I was throwing those in. She may have requested a few, or I may—I don't remember. But I did. Uh, yeah. So, you, here so you're and not throwing—you're
0: not even throwing those in anymore.
1: No, I did with the Mankiewicz brothers at the end because Josh had written a couple for himself, and he said uh, so. I teed him up as Chet and did it. And then the first time Chet's made a full-blown public appearance was this morning. On uh, KQ, oh, with Gorman, I yeah. did. I did a full blown two and a half, three minute Chet Waterhouse update.
0: You did, yeah. So don't you? So now that you're doing the podcast without using that character, yeah. Uh, I mean, as you sort of said, it's it's less work for you, have more time for other stuff. However, aren't you like? Uh, how do I say this? Like that was working your comedic brain yeah, of I, writing more, and right. now
1: you're not doing that. No, but I am. Uh, I wrote a kids' book. And now I have to market that. You wrote a kid's book. Yeah. It's a really good book. It's called Fetch. It's about a uh, pampered Afghan hound show dog that washes out of a big competition, has to escape a new evil trainer, and winds up in upstate New York uh, finding his inner dog and discovers that he is actually great as an agility dog. Those dogs that run those courses—they're yeah, yeah. usually smaller dogs—but he's this giant, you know, five-foot Afghan hound, and that's what he loves, and that's what he's good at. And he befriends a thirteen-year-old girl, and uh, she helps him become a uh, a uh, an agility dog. It's a really cute story, very funny, if I do say so myself. And there's some good heartwarming moments in it. And uh, now I'm on the prowl for an agent, so no I'm kidding. hitting a couple of websites that. That do that. So I'm kind of in a business mode now, learning how to find an agent for the book, learning what I need to market uh, the podcast, learning what I need to market my stand up a little more, because now as uh, COVID recedes, I will probably hit the road a little more. And uh, and I want to be able to generate more audience in markets that aren't Minneapolis. Yeah, I still do well here. I'll do well in Milwaukee or, uh, you know, a couple other places in the Midwest, Chicago, probably Cleveland, maybe Denver. But, uh, you know, any other market, and even those markets, I want to be able to boost. So uh, I'm finding the business ways to do it. And that is not my forte. <laughs> the business end of it has never been my forte but you know i had an interesting podcast with jeff foxworthy not too long ago i I think it was still as chat though uh so you'd have to go back to those probably a year ago maybe but you know foxworthy uh from the outside looks like just an absolute brilliant uh first of all brilliant comedian tremendous writer so we had fun talking about the writing process with him, but also like, like just a sharp business guy. He's always done his own thing and he's, he has not, uh, you know, succumbed to any sort of super mainstream thing. I got to do it. The network's make him. He's never been in that position yeah. yet. He's done well and is essentially a household name. Oh, and yeah. I remember driving out from the Midwest to California in 83 and seeing his tapes at truck stops. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this dude, and how did he get this? Man, this dude is brilliant. So I asked him about I said, how did you – my, my question that I was driving to, and you'll appreciate that, this as an interviewer, yeah. was have you always been uh, – had a knack for the business end of it, or did you learn it? But prior to that, I said, how did you get those tapes – into so many truck stops because my entire drive out, I just saw your tapes. Him and Charlie Daniels. (laughs) And he said, I sold the rights to a guy for 7,500 bucks. So I... I did not see any of that for and I said, Well, that strikes my second question, yeah. which is have you always been a great businessman? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And he laughed heartily for about ten seconds and he said, Yes, I did learn from that, but but no, I was not always a, a good businessman. Wow. So I figured, okay, if Jeff Foxworthy can learn from the ground up and make that level of mistake and then become a really savvy person, I can do it too. So so I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. Or just hire the right people. There you go. People are doing that too. Yeah, that hiring thing. That would be a boon. Do do you have a TikTok account, Jeff? I do, but I haven't posted. I only posted one thing on it like four years ago. Uh, I'm going to focus, I think, on YouTube and Facebook and X just to drop things for business. Then YouTube will have, the YouTube channel will have everything I do, and I got to do something there every other day or so. So I'm posting much more regularly there. And uh, then I'll see what else I incorporate.
0: How, your daughter, can you got you put her to work now?
1: She is good on uh, that stuff. She's good. So we may, uh, we're at that stage now where she, you know, we've been holding off and getting her phone, so. Uh, now we may get her a phone, but I think it's congratulations
0: a, on that. My yeah, it's,
1: goodness. It's gonna be a princess dial phone, I think, is what <laughs> come on everybody. I'm looking back like there's a crowd back there.
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh <laughs> I do uh, you know, like I also one of my other jobs is uh painting, interior, exterior. Mm-hmm. I was at working in a house yesterday uh with an older couple that lives there. And when a phone starts ringing in one of the rooms, and then this room and this room and this room, like
1: Yeah. Brr- it's they- like the house is on fire, get out You don't know what to do
0: I, I forgot what that was like, it's been so long Yeah, with the 35 foot cords and Oh, those are great Well, this, these, these people had upgraded to cordless So this oh, was that's, 80, you know, 80s technology Yeah,
1: that's, that's the phones you take to the cabin <laughs> So you're not tethered by a cord <laughs> Filleting A
0: northern pike Oh, that's funny With so- the Y-bones, get the Y-bones out um, so I want to let's see. One of the things. What was the question? I can't even remember now. Did we have a question? I don't. Oh, where was Chet? I oh, think Oh, where was her? Chet? I don't yeah. know. Is that where so we started? So Chet's at?
1: taking a little hiatus, but I'm. I'm. Th- you know what? He may fit on TikTok. Maybe something, just a quick 20 seconds every day. One of those, hey, beautiful day for a ball game. Today is brought to you by, you know, Thailand. Nothing is illegal in Thailand. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. You know, like almost an inspirational kind of daily message might be a good thing to do. Is
0: is there a place where you have all those saved? Like the... uh... Between my
1: producer and I, we probably have most of those somewhere. Uh, And I can... Uh, you know, uh, rake through them for highlights maybe and do an all highlight thing. I've been thinking about also a book, but I, I would have to have more traction. I was getting great traction when I was regularly on the Adam Carolla podcast. Uh, but then he kind of changed form, but it, not his fault at all. W- what happened was we finally got a uh, sponsor for the sports segment. He had been looking. Adam Crowell is a very successful podcast, uh, you know, a multi-platform uh, comedy and interview guy. Yeah. Uh, very successful, uh, and so he was looking to do the sports on his podcast. Hadn't had a sponsor. Got a sponsor finally. Bet online. Uh, one of those online services. Sure. And he said, F- let's do this. You do the setups as Chet, you know, with a funny thing about the score and, a, and an advertiser. And then I'll wax on about what I think about it. And you and I will chit-chat and then you can jump in as Jeff, too. Yeah. And we're like, finally, after three years of having me on once a month to do Chet and getting traction with his audience, we are two days into it. It's killing. Everybody's laughing. The other two people there, Gina and Ball Bryan, are howling. The things going great. We get a note. The guy from Bet Online says everything but Chet. I cannot take Chet. I can't stand Chet. So do it, but do it without Chet. And we and uh, um, uh, Mike, his agent, tried to stiff arm the guy. Just said, "Why don't we let the creatives do the creative? one more day?" And then a the guy said, "I can't take it." I, for whatever reason I can't take chat so then day four we have to start doing it with no chat so it's just me and now I'm totally trying to retool do I do I still do the ads and I tried and, and I thought I tried it in practice and I thought no they just they don't sound the same they're not as funny coming out of a regular person's mouth so not that I'm a regular person but <laughs> But so we couldn't really rely on that. And then, but, but the real linchpin for me creatively, and I really tried to fight through it was Adam and I have kind of the same approach to sports. I'm not that super knowledgeable. I know college football. I know some NFL. I know college hockey. He knows pro football and like auto racing, everything else. We're kind of like, yeah, that was kind of weird. We might know a name or two on the roster. We'll know a little bit of the background, but you need that psycho there who knows like the third line of the New York Islanders yeah, yeah. every you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You need that dude to kind of drive the bus on a segment like that. And I'm not that guy. I mean, that would have taken like three, four hours a night of of homework just to try to stay up on it. And I'm just not that guy naturally. And then it clipped my wings in terms of trying to just be glib and funny. But I'm trying to power through. We go another five days. Literally, we're we're almost about to start the podcast. I mean, we're almost about to start the sports section of the podcast. And we're muscling through and we're, okay, it's settling in a little bit. We get a call. Can't. We bet online is gone. They have to, they have to, they're there, but they're in a uh, legal battle. They've been, this is back whenever it was four years ago, uh, where gambling was not legal everywhere yet online. So they were suddenly in a fight for their life in New Jersey and they could not uh, have their name embedded you know oh, as a sponsor geez. of the sportscast oh, boy we couldn't and everything was bet online on this portion of the broadcast brought to you by bet online yeah. you know this oh, is the boy. bet online uh bad catch of the week you know it was everything was so we had to yank the segment off the air oh, uh, like no. in a panic yeah. like you can't even mention it so Adam just said ah oh, the hell with it we can't we uh, can't we can't do it and we couldn't do it and uh, then a couple years later, he he changed format anyway and and shifted and yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with Chet, but it's kind of fun to go. Okay, let me just let this settle in. Plus, I had a I had a nice chat with Colin Coward, who's a friend who has a great successful show on uh, on uh, on Fox Sports. Oh yeah, and uh, just a great guy, very funny guy, one of the f- very few guys. I can tick off on one hand that I can genuinely, uh, count as quality comedy influence in their sports broadcasts. Him, Costas, it gets pretty thin after Rich that. Eisen. Y- yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're, you know, we're that, we're, thin. We're thin at tackle. We're done after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we better move the ball with those three guys. Uh, so and And Colin said, you know, a character can have a shelf life if it doesn't get mega huge. Larry the Cable Guy, you know, a, a character can have a shelf life. And I just went, well, you know, the best traction I had was the Corolla shot yeah and it didn't quite and you know i've been humping chet up a hill for a long time oh yeah so i just thought you know what let's give him a rest let's see what happens let's just see what happens naturally meantime i get to kind of get myself out there a
0: little bit and that's where chet went there we go there we go i uh, want to get a couple more things here before we run out sure, of time sure, sure. and that would
1: be well we i think we got time yeah right? we do
0: um one oh, of my god we got a good
1: uh 15 20
0: one, one, of, one of my favorite things that i uh, do when i have a guest coming is i search their name on ebay Somebody like you, who's been around for more than a few days, has some very interesting stuff on eBay. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you one bit. There's Jeff Cesario memorabilia? Oh, God, yes. On eBay? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Including, uh, let's see. Where's the
1: dude back? Hey, man, let's check, see if we we can get a cut of that. Yeah, you look young and smart and energetic. Uh, some he's of he's full of paint fumes from the home, and I'm like 103, <laughs> so I'm leaving it up to you. Give me a cut on that eBay crap.
0: One one of the things, uh, well, there's many of these. There's you know, there's uh, your special, of course, the DVD special. But then the things that I'm really interested in are these uh, like photos from like Showtime and HBO, like the media oh. photos that were used to promote you know wow. your, all of your various appearances oh, yeah. doing comedy. Like this one, for example, is a uh, picture from the 1990s. It's a press photo. 1996 comedians featured on the HBO half hour. Yeah, that was me,
1: Louis C.K., uh, Who else was in that? Can well, you... on
0: this one, it's uh upper left-hand corner, Jeff Cesario. Next to him, Dave Attell. Dave Attell, yeah. Uh, Bottom right, Wendy Liebman. Oh, man. Former uh, podcast guest. And then the other person is uh, Ralph Harris. Oh, Ralph Harris. <laughs> yeah, who back brilliant then apparently comic. went by the name Ralph Louis Harris.
1: Just a brilliant comic, yeah. Ralph Harris. So, oh, oh, that's yeah. a good lineup. That, those are four crazy talent with well, three crazy talented people in me
0: so did you know um, that all of those episodes are on max right now on demand no yes wow. Every, all the seasons so are, you can
1: go see my 1997 hbo yes half hour yes wow yep mm-hmm. oh that's wild i may have worn this shirt <laughs> a little, little embarrassing <laughs> it was new then it's vintage now Look at that. Look at that, Jeff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Close. Not, uh, uh, not quite the shirt,
0: but oh, very close. Yeah, there we go.
1: You know, uh, <laughs> my claim to fame in terms of that kind of thing is we had a garage sale in the mid-90s, and uh, Tommy Shaw of Sticks bought one of my flannel
0: shirts. I'm so proud of that. I'm I'm hoping to see him in it still. I was gonna say, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny to see him on stage? So here's another thing that uh, has been available on eBay for a while. I even so it hasn't sold. It hasn't That's sold because nurse. this guy's trying to sell this thing for fifty bucks, and I'm hoping he lowers the price. I'm gonna make him an offer on it, but he hasn't. Just make him an offer anyway. So <clears throat> this thing is just is so cool. I've never seen I've never seen this anywhere else. It's a poster, a promotional poster. Oh, can you see oh. that from there? Yeah, Louis Anderson's... Last show. Last show, right. Live recording of the new album, Comedy After the Bomb, which I don't... Is that even a thing? Uh, with special guest Dudley Riggs uh, and host Jeff Cesario. July wow. 28th, First Avenue, 8 p.m. downtown Minneapolis, blah, 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 what blah. What year? Uh, 1982. Wow. Is what it, it claims to be from, 1982. Do July you, what, of 1982? Yeah. In the spring of 83,
1: I moved to L.A. I, I, Louis moved in the fall of 82, and I moved
0: in the spring of 83. Do you have any recollection of doing that show?
1: Uh, I do. Uh, it was packed. Louis was an absolute master at that, which always eluded me. I just was like, how does, how do you? I have enough trouble just trying to write an act. Louis always mesmerized me on that front. Fr- uh, in a frustrating manner at first, I'll admit it. I was like, "Can't you just work on your act?" And then, and then I realized, "Oh, you know, it's show business." And I and I tried to learn from him, even though it was grudging probably the first couple of years. But by the time I was in L.A. two, three years, I could see the absolute beauty of what Louis had, which is just business smarts. He knew how to pack a house. Yeah. He knew how to create a
0: hook. Uh, and, and you know, uh, it's funny. I-, I he was a brander before that really existed. I'm. I know firsthand as the job that I used to have uh, in radio. That, uh, yeah, he was very good at. Con- hey, I'm coming in. Hey, I need to come in. Hey, yeah. can you have me on? Hey, like anything, anything that was remotely worth talking about, he was wanted to be on as, yeah. as much as possible. Uh, yeah, to get word out. Absolutely, great. Get the at good that. relationships with yeah. the uh, local and media. And a comic. It, but absolutely. Uh,
1: but I remember that, and I remember uh, uh, Dudley for sure. And, uh, yeah, those were heady times uh, and stand-up in Minneapolis. That was some crazy times. All right. But I-, I, am, I am happy to see that the scene is still incredibly strong and that uh, Lewis Lee is the one who has survived to the max and has a club that is absolutely positively nationally cherished by comedians. Oh, yeah. You got to get a tell here. You haven't had Dave a tell here? Oh yeah,
0: I, yeah, uh within the last year or two. Oh man, you got to get him here. on the podcast. <sighs> Are You kidding? I would love to. Oh yeah. Uh, I would love Have to. Have him and
1: Jeffrey Ross come in.
0: Oh, that would Their be Their show together is insanity. I know it's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh-huh. I could listen to those two guys forever. I just remembered something I don't want to forget about bringing up. Yes. You uh I'm going to give you a hard time here. You, one of the recent episodes of your podcast, you talked to Greg Proops. Yes. Very very talented talented comedian. And you guys are having a conversation. He's like, well, you know, you're from Minneapolis. You jumped in pretty darn quick to correct him about not being from Minneapolis.
1: Well, because I don't want my audience to think I'm trying to carp from two places here. Uh, You know, I'm not catching fish in two ponds. (laughs) I'm from Wisconsin, but I did go on to very clearly say Minneapolis was my comedy hometown. Uh, You
0: did. Which is
1: what I've always said. Minneapolis is my comedy hometown. Uh, but I'm from the great
0: state of Wisconsin I yelled at my uh, stereo When I was listening to the podcast And
1: I was like Maybe we don't claim you Jeff all right? See but this is why You're from Minnesota Because you jump to conclusions and within 18 seconds, I had that all straightened out for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely did. All right, one final thing uh, oh, that I have to bring up here. Uh, we'll try to get this in quick here. This is one of the things when I was searching your name, and i shocked. I feel like I've heard you mention stuff about this in the past, I'm but I want the name. details. Uh, ESPN wrote once wrote an article about these basketball games at Gary Shandling's house. Yes. And... So, uh, there was this big article about it and one of the, let's see here, uh, someone named David, this long interview, someone named David Merkin, yes, executive producer of New Heart, uh, uh the Simpsons, he played in these basketball games at Gary Shandling's house yes. in the early nineties. Now he is interviewed in this, uh, inter- er, he talks in this interview and says, uh, there was once a rebound, we all go under the net, this very funny comedian, Jeff Cesario, Jumps up to get the ball and he comes down and lands on. It's not even accurate to say lands, but he just touches the side of my sneaker and snaps his ankle. Yeah. I stopped playing because I felt so guilty.
1: <laughs> Only Merkin would feel guilty uh, over that. I'm the one who jumped. I'm the one who landed in an uncoordinated fashion on his shoe. Although legally, very smart. He, he claims I just brushed his shoe. Uh <laughs> Yeah When's the last time You thought about this He also did Romy and uh, Romy and Michelle's High school Reunion Oh yeah Reunion Oh okay That's his Which is a brilliant Little movie Tremendous movie Merkin very funny Uh, I also broke a thumb there On Al Franken's chest Al Franken was in Gary Shandling's Basketball game And uh, he He and, you know, he's a bull. Yeah. You know, Franklin is a Former bull. wrestler, I think, right? High yeah. school or college wrestler. And that's the way he plays basketball. He ain't messing around. He dribbles one hand, and he's got one hand free to get you in a in a full Nelson. He's not messing around. <laughs> okay. And I took a, a stab at stealing the ball because he dribbles real high. You know, I don't know why, but, you know, especially people <laughs> from the upper Midwest, they got this big high hydro- So I went in to get it. I literally The ball was too high I missed it Went under it Jammed my thumb on his chest Which I'm sure Al didn't even feel Cause it's literally like A brass breastplate At That I just <laughs> clank Snap my thumb Pull it back The ball drops back into his hand And I'm just like Ow, I think I broke it So yeah, those were the two uh, Things that uh, had, But I, you know I would just go to the
0: hospital and and you know the, get it patched up. Sounds like they maybe needed a first first aid uh, service right at the on the court there. From yeah. I read the whole thing and there were you there were many uh, many injuries that occurred during we these games. We needed like.
1: a, someone who played a doctor on TV. There, that's who we needed. <laughs> yeah, we needed like Clooney or maybe Howie Mandel would have probably been more appropriate for the game a scene as a comic. Yeah. <laughs> You get him there with a kit, you know, and let him patch guys up. <laughs> one of the funniest things I ever said was at that, that basketball game. Oddly enough, it was uh, uh, Brad Pitt was playing for some reason this one day, and and uh, of course I'm riding the riding the pines. You let the big celebs play, you know, you let the the big boys do it, and he just happened to hit a like a game winning shot from thirty feet out. He just threw a rainbow up. And in my Chet voice, I just went, take that Tom Cruise!" <laughs> <laughs> and that was the biggest laugh I ever got on, on any basketball court. So that was Brad Pitt funny. hates you now. No, <laughs> no, I,
0: uh, I haven't run into him since.
1: <laughs> if I may use the phrase run into all
0: wrong. <laughs> how, how good of a bad of a player was Gary Shamling that he's hosting these really games? good. Yeah?
1: Yeah, very good player. Uh, constant... Uh, chatter, uh, uh, but not the, uh, uh, what do they call it in prose? Uh, um, smack talk. Yeah. No, not that talk. Just hilarious talk. Comedy talk constantly. Oh, I hit my foot. Oh, I think something's wrong with my <laughs> finger. Don't guard me so close. What are you doing? I'm going to try a hook shot, but go the other way. He would, co- he, it was constant. It was hilarious. You couldn't, it. it was hard to guard.
0: I love it
1: it was really hard and that's all i had going for me i was what coaches used to call coachable ah! <laughs> which meant you had no game yeah, yeah. N- especially no offense oh just get down on d slap the floor with both your palms and get to work buddy let's go that's right game time that's right <laughs> yeah man.
0: i know all about that i i loved baseball growing up uh a for effort, D-minus in talent. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, natural ability
0: at the game non-existent. No, no not at all. No. Uh, all right, let, let's put a bow on this thing. People, we're going to get this out today, especially if oh, we're doing this earlier in the day. Um, come you, on down. You, you will have already gone to play Password on KFan with Dan Cole. Good. That's right. I hope you did wonderful. <laughs> uh, uh, it's the uh, future right I'm now sure in the past and people are hearing I'm gonna this. I'm going to make
1: a bold prediction that I will uh, come close to winning <laughs> They will rob me of it, uh, but it will be
0: entertaining. <laughs> be my... I'll be listening, for no no doubt. Uh, thank you once again for doing oh, this. Oh, man, my pleasure. Uh, people got to come see your shows this weekend, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Two shows each night here at Acme. New material. New material, excellent. Follow you on social media. Keep an eye out for this book, apparently. Yeah, I'm going to, well, as soon
1: as I get an agent, we're going to go uh, get to, and, and boy, is it going to make a great movie. I mean, a killer movie. It'll be a franchise. Because it's a very erudite, it's it's like Frazier. It's like that level of erudite quality to the dog. He doesn't know how to be a dog. <laughs> when he has to run away from somebody, he's like, oh my, how does this work? You know, he literally has no idea. So the movie will have someone like voicing the inner yes. voice or something? No, it's, it's, a, the animals can talk to each other. Oh, the can humans can't other. hear it. Oh, okay, All okay. the animals
0: okay. can talk to Perfect. each other. Perfect. Yeah. Can't wait. Thank you, Jeff. You got it. Bye-bye. You're the best. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast. The show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host, Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.